Welcome to the Charm Studio Podcast. My name is Thea Fiore-Bloom. I'm going to take you on a trip today to help you if you are overwhelmed. If you feel like you're at your wit's end as far as deciding what to do to advance your art or writing career, what to do to sell some paintings, what to do to sell some articles, what to do if you really would just want to spend time with your family more than anything, and yet you have to do this other stuff with money, or uh, you want to spend time in your spirituality, but you feel like you're constantly taking care of other people's needs, whatever it is, whatever you feel overwhelmed about, this will help you out. So... um, The Charm Studio podcast, by the way, is a podcast for heart-centered artists, heart-centered writers like you who want to write better, who want to sell better, want to feel better, want to make better art by being yourself. So let's tackle this, artists and priorities, okay? This is a magical method for organizing your time. If you've struggled with priorities in your art practice, you're not alone. God knows I have. Um... And I know my clients have. I've watched this so often. I'm not on uh, Facebook or Instagram, so I don't have that hassle. But uh, like, if I was just going to say what the average day for a lot of my subscribers is or clients are, it's like starting the morning worried about if you should be posting on Facebook or should you be making a Vine on um, Instagram? Should you be making a video from your smartphone? Should you be doing a gallery tour video? What kind of video should you do? Should you be pinning to Pinterest? Should you be doing an idea pin? Should you be doing a video pin? Should you be working on your SEO? Should you be learning your SEO if you don't know how to do SEO? Should you be writing a blog post? Should you be learning how to write a blog post? Should you be re-envisioning your art newsletter? Or should you actually be making some art? Should you be playing the the saxophone? Should you be learning Italian? What were these other dreams that you had? Or maybe you should just be drooling into a cup. (laughs) And so I want us to be able to stop and put our drool cups down because I stumbled onto what I think is a great fast exercise to figure out how to get to the heart of what matters to us in our creative work at the moment, a way to help us know what to focus on next or what to do to help us see what um, we have to do next to let that thing come to pass. Um, It's a simple exercise I heard mentioned on Amy Porterfield's podcast. She was interviewing a woman named Kate Northrup, who wrote a book called Do Less. Kate Northrup is the daughter of a wonderful author as well named Dr. Christine Northrup. If you haven't heard of her, I'll leave the link in the show notes. She does really amazing work. Uh, books about healing and uh, written by a doctor, which is her. She's just very enlightened, very cool. Anyway, Kate Northrup is also wonderful. And in this book, Do Less, she has this exercise, which I'll share with you in a minute, which is based on the Pareto principle. So in order to understand the exercise, you have to understand this principle. So a lot of you might know it already if you've been studying marketing at all. And the Pareto principle is also known as the 80-20 rule. And it's an economic theory that states that 80% of your best business gains usually come from just about 20% of your actions. That's true. I've seen it myself, and you could apply it to anything. I've seen it in um, getting articles published when I was uh, actively uh, 
a magazine journalist, I've seen it in every different career that I've had that 80% of my gains came from 20% of my actions. So if we want more results and less stress in our art business or in our writing business, it's logical that we should try to identify what actions fall into that 20% category, right? So Originally, when I took this up, I thought it would be a long, boring exercise, but I was shocked that it was short and I got great information. It was so great that it was as if Glinda the Good Witch flew into my office window and (laughs) tied me down and made me drink truth serum. That's what it seemed like. I say Glinda because she's the figure in The Wizard of Oz who author Frank uh, Baum used to remind readers of one important thing. And the the thing he used that character for in the story was that the answers to the to the the questions in life uh, we run around asking others have been inside us all along, right? The answers to the life questions that we run around asking others to solve for us, the answer's been inside of us all along. So if you want Glinda to hook you up too, you should do this five-step exercise. And here we go. Here's the first step is to uh, get out a piece of paper, get out a draw a pen, and draw a line vertically down the middle. That's it. The second step, <clears throat> have a drink of water here. Excuse me. The second step is on the left side of the page, you make a list of the stuff that you spend time on every day during the course of the last few weeks. For people like us, that may be like making art, writing in your journal, writing a blog, entering art competitions. Uh, Let's say you work at some kind of job online or you work in a store, whatever. Uh, Posting your art to Facebook, working your day job, watching cute cat videos, and the occasional maybe drooling into a cup, okay? This third step for artists to do is now on the right side of the paper, you're going to write down your biggest wins to date in your work area, okay? Okay. typically, but you could do it as a personal uh, exercise or as a work exercise. So as Northrop says, big wins are relative, but everyone has some big wins. A big win for creatives like us might include things like launching uh, an art website. That's huge, right? Or getting your first 10 subscribers. It's huge too. Landing an artisan residence gig big, right? Having your art up in a cafe, having a big author agree to be in your documentary, or let's say you finally get up the guts to start introducing yourself to an artist or writer people, um, to people, uh, doing a book proposal, finishing a book proposal, um, finishing a, a chapter outline, finishing the outline to your book. There's so many things, you know, that are huge, or landing your first client if you were a coach, let's say. So then the fourth step to the priorities uh, exercise for artists is to go ahead and draw a line then. You're going to connect the dots between the sides and draw a line between each win on the right side of the page and the activity on the left-hand side of the page that had something to do with that win coming about. Okay, let me repeat that. You're going to go ahead and draw a line between the big wins on the right side of the page and the activity, you draw a line that connects it to the activity on the left-hand side of the page that had 
something to do with that wind coming about. For example, your left-hand side of the page activity of taking a daily walk be, could be connected to your right side page win of starting a new painting series based on a double helix. Because How is that connected? Because like it's on your morning walk that you get these ideas for that series in the first place, you know, that you may have been looking at a particular spiraling plant or flower or the pattern of an agave or the, something else reminded you of something else and you made that association and it burst into this new series. Um, walking is just I'm going to do a post one day on that about gr the great artists who walked, how many great artists and white writers walked over a mile a day and how it really had helped them uh, have everything fall into place and edit things and edit their paintings. O'Keefe, George O'Keefe was a giant walker. But anyway, so it uh, the walk is going to help you with the idea for the series in the first place. But take note, if you're like me, there'll be a whole heck of a lot of things. There's a whole lot of daily activities on the left side of the page that are orphans that never have a connecting line from the right side of the page to come that comes anywhere near them. So there's a lot of things that I found that I do during the day that have very little to do with any big wins in my life. And they're not necessarily things that gave me even a lot of pleasure. They're just things I think I should be doing, like Pinterest, let's say, uh, whatever, you know, um, which I've given up practically and totally at, after the algorithm changes, but that's a what my friend would call a three-beer conversation. So anyway, the final step in priorities for artists exercise here is so you circle the activities on the left side that do have a line connected to them okay and use a yellow highlighter or whatever on those those are your Pareto principle 20% activities those are the actions you've identified as helping you get closer to your heart's desires and you could do this with money especially it's wonderful um if you want to look at how do I make more money, you could do this whole exercise just in regards to that. You could do one side of the page about the activities you do on a daily basis and the other side of the page, um, things in the past that um, you've done to make money and then see if any of those activities are matching up with the things you actually have uh, gotten you the big wins as far as financial windfall is concerned. So you could use it for financial stuff specifically, or you can just go ahead and do the exercise like we just said, or a combination of both. It's fine. So what Northrop says is, so what you're when you're done circling things, what you're going to be left with is a list of the 20% of things you need to front load your day with. When you're done, you're going to be left, left with a list of the 20% of things you need to front load your day with. So what she means by that is that you can keep doing much of the 80% mundane stuff on your list. That's fine. You can just do it later in the day. Okay? So in other words, you're trying to do the things that bring you closer to your heart's desire. When do you want to do those? You want to do those in your peak productivity times. You know, like those two hours every day when you really focus clearly. For me, that's probably between 7 and 10 in the morning. Okay? And you have to figure out yours. Yours might be from 10 to 12 at night. Yours might be from 3 to 5 in the morning. So whenever those two or three hours are when you've really focused, that's the time slot where you tend to produce your best work. So it sounds reasonable. Then you front load your day um, with the activities that are going to be the, give you the highest win. So why not devote our best hours to the stuff we know is in direct alignment with our dreams? This is not rocket science. I'm sure you guys have thought about this before. 
just a matter of applying it. I was really surprised but affirmed at what my current 20% activities turned out to be. I was really shocked by it. I, 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 it turned out for me, in one of the times I did this exercise, and actually both times, that uh, in different forms, it was paid classes. And I'm not saying this because I'm not a teacher. I don't teach classes, so I have no, no stake in it. But when I took classes that I thought were a bit pricey that I mistakenly felt guilty about spending the money on, like a video series on how to improve my website, SEO, or um, signing on with a coach, a great coach um, uh, for writing, and I signed on to another coach for something else, and it it's it, that had a series of classes online. Um, Yoast has great classes on SEO, by the way. If you ever want to do that, I'll leave a connection for them in the show notes too. Um, but anyway, those things caused me to participate. Those classes caused me to participate in a deeper way, and I learned so much. and And then what I what happened was now that I saw that those classes were the things that had the biggest payoff for me, that had the biggest wins in my life, emotionally, creatively, financially. I don't feel guilty now about spending money on those kind of activities. And now I spend more money on those kind of activities, and now I have a much greater payoff. So I take those classes with less guilt. I take those classes with renewed vigor, and I win all all around. You know, I've gotten so much closer to my goals in that way in the last couple of years. <clears throat> One more sip of water here. <clears throat> and also when I'm working on online classes now, instead of thinking, oh my God, I should not be doing this, I'm thinking, yes, this is helping me meet my dreams. And yes, this was a great way to spend my money. So I'm going to be consulting Miss Goodwitch again in the future as things change. And I would love to, to know what Glinda will tell you, okay? Um, if you're feeling overwhelmed with social media marketing choices in particular, I'm going to leave two posts in the show notes. One by me is called Bye Bye Facebook, How Artists Can Succeed Without Social Media, but also um, another post on how to how and why to get off of Instagram by a subscriber of mine who's a wonderful writer, Nicole Peary. So, um, but if any of you guys have suggestions, I would love for you to pop on over to the blog and leave it in the comments about staying on social media in a sane way. If you found wonderful ways to stay on social media in an organized way to hop on, hop off, and not leave your blood and your soul to it, I would love to hear about that. And if you could leave a link in to those kind of posts or podcasts in the comments over the, in the, the blog post, I would love that. I'll leave a link for you in the show notes for that. That's it. I want you to stay confident. I want you to concentrate on your physical health. I think that's so important. And just to love yourself so much for being an artist, being a writer, and having the courage to do those things and to just... Just love yourself and be good to your body and be good to your mind, be good to your spirit. And because as George O'Keefe would say, to create one's to create one's own world in any of the arts takes courage, end quote. To create one's own world in any of the arts takes courage, George O'Keefe. Okay, guys, that's it. Who knows what I'll be talking about next time, but I want to thank you so much for honoring me by spending your precious time and energy here with me. And I can't wait to see or hear what you come up with in your 80-20 exercise. Take care.